0: As we wrap up Heart Health Awareness Month, we still have a lot of questions. So we brought in an expert, a real doctor, Dr. Trivedi from Inova Hospital. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course, you're a cardiologist. You're an expert in cardiovascular health. Um, and we still have some questions. We've been kind of exploring this topic all month long. So thank you for joining us.
1: No, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. What
0: does it mean to have good heart health?
1: Well, you know, heart health, uh, when you talk about heart health, uh, one of the things you always start with is heart disease. So what is, you know, heart disease? And there's a lot of different kinds of heart disease. Um, The most common one we always think about when we hear that term is what's called coronary artery disease. It's where you have blockages in the heart arteries, the ones that feed blood to the heart muscle. And so when we talk about heart health, what we're talking about is what can you do to prevent that process from happening? Um, There's a lot of pieces to that, you know, heart health, Uh, it's kind of a lifestyle thing it's not just one single thing uh and a lot of it is the stuff that you've heard about over and over it's you know eating right avoiding foods that are high in saturated fats those unhealthy kind of fats uh avoiding lots of carbs not smoking you know watching your weight those kind of things but there's also a big part of it is knowing your numbers okay that's a phrase we use a lot and those numbers are things like your blood sugar your blood pressure your cholesterol numbers there's all these different types of cholesterol and it can get confusing uh, but knowing those kind of things can be can be very helpful in guiding what you as an individual should be doing or what you should be avoiding
0: so the big question that we got earlier in the week we had Wendy Rieger on uh, from NBC 4 she had open art heart health, uh, surgery last right. fall and a lot of women especially came to me and were like how do you know when to see a cardiologist? Like, I think I have a little flutter, or I know my blood pressure is high, or it was high the last appointment. Like, wh- how do you navigate when you go see a specialist outside of just seeing your general practitioner?
1: Yeah, and that's that's a great question. Um, and it can be it can be very confusing. Um, you know, I've been in, in practice 20 years, and I... I, I you know, I'm still trying to give advice on, to people on exactly how to do that. You know I'm with a practice called Virginia Heart. We've been partnered with ANOVA for a number of years. Um, and uh, like you said, this is what we do day in and day out, and it can be difficult. You know I think if you have risk factors, you know if you have, and the big risk factors we talk about are things like diabetes, blood pressure, high cholesterol, uh, smoking and a strong family history of heart trouble. If you have those kind of things, you know, starting with your primary doc is a, is a great place you know, to begin. You can talk about those risk factors, the things you can do to reduce those risk factors. When you start having symptoms, more than just risk factors, but you start feeling something different, that's when it's it's a good idea to at least talk to your primary doctor about should I see a cardiologist? You know, sometimes if there are really mild symptoms, a very brief flutter, um, you know, a little bit of say shortness of breath, you can start with your with your primary care physician. If you start getting really intense, severe symptoms that come on very quickly that's the kind of time you want to just go to the hospital. You don't want to necessarily talk to your doctor in their office or wait, you know, days for an appointment. If it's sudden and severe, you want to just go straight to the emergency room, let them check you out and see what's going on.
0: Doctor, we're all kind of feeling a little funky these days, I think, with the pandemic, and maybe we're not eating as great as we should be, or maybe we're a little more stressed than we used to be. What are some of the warning signs that are like the red flag warning signs that you should be worried about? That's not necessarily... The go right to the er pain but things that people should be keeping track of
1: sure um you know when we talk about heart symptoms the classic thing we talk about is chest pain right and that's true in a certain percentage of people but everybody's a little different and everybody's symptoms for the same disease can have people can have different symptoms okay so chest pain you know the elephant sitting on my chest that's the classic textbook thing you hear about but it can be a lot more subtle than that it doesn't necessarily have to be pain it can be discomfort it doesn't have to be in the chest it could be in the neck or the jaw or the shoulder uh, one thing that uh, that tends to be fairly common is those types of symptoms that get worse with activity so you know if you notice something unusual and when you're working out or when you're going out for a walk and you feel it more during those times that's when your little you know, bells should start going off in your head that hey maybe something funny is going on it can be even more subtle than that some people just feel like they're running out of gas like you know six months ago they could walk up this hill no problem, now they get halfway up and they're kind of, they're just short of breath they don't feel like they can do it anymore Uh, that can be a warning sign for cardiac disease
0: I want to ask you, this is like a working theory and I'm a daughter of a doctor, an emergency room (laughs) doctor so I know enough to be dangerous Um, my dad had a stroke um, in his 50s, you know I'm in my 40s now so I'm just very aware of heart health, take my own blood pressure, my blood pressure has increased during the pandemic Um, you know, not it's elevated, it's right. not high. Um, my general practitioner and I are on a working theory because I exercise, I'm not overweight, I eat well, that it is the sodium, because I've been doing more carryout than more normal, that perhaps it might be the sodium intake is kind of triggering the high blood pressure. I'm wondering as if you've seen that over the last several months, is that something that, that you believe to be true or am I just like trying grabbing at straws and I just have an elevated blood pressure?
1: No, you know, it's, it's certainly possible. I mean, the majority of high blood pressure is just genetically driven, right? You come from a family with people with high blood pressures. There's a good chance you're going to have high blood pressure, but there are a lot of things that can make it higher. They can make it higher in a short span of time. And certainly sodium is one of them. So if you eat a lot of salty food, you know, particularly over and over for a long period of time, it's going to, that tends to drive up your blood pressure. So that's not a, that's not a myth, That that's actually reality. One of the, the pieces of advice that we give to people with high blood pressure is to really count the amount of, you know, the, measure the amount of sodium that they're eating, read the labels. You know, we try to recommend, you know, sort of 2,000, 2,500 milligrams of sodium a day. And that sounds like a big number, 2,500. When you start counting, you're gonna be shocked at how quickly you get to that number in the course of a typical day. And there is absolutely a link there. You know, during COVID, everybody's more stressed. We know that stress and blood pressure are connected. You know some people who used to go to the gym regularly now aren't going to the gym and they're not, it's winter. So they're not necessarily exercising. So, you know, increased stress, increased salt, less exercise. It's not surprising. You're, you're in the same boat as a lot of people. The pressures tend to drift up a little bit during those times.
0: How are we doing as an area? Like I'm, I'm sure you, you, you know, talk to other doctors like around the country. How does the DC area rate? Cause we always are on those like super healthy lists and that right. sort of thing.
1: Right. I mean, I, you know, it's hard to know the exact demographics. It, it 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 can vary a lot from community to community. I think the D.C. area has got a lot of younger people, and younger people just in general tend to have a little bit less heart disease than folks in their 70s and 80s. So I, I think as a, as a region, you know, we we do pretty well. Um, whether it's because we're healthier or just because we're younger, it's it's hard to know for sure. But you know, there are, there are a lot of you know fitness conscious people in this in this part of the country. There's also a lot less smoking. Around this area, compared to a lot of other parts of the country, um, and and uh, we know there's a very close link between tobacco use and not just heart disease, but lung disease, cancer, all these kind of things. So, you know, I think overall we we do pretty well as a region.
0: And it's hard to have a cigarette when you have a mask on.
1: <laughs> right, right. That 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 doesn't stop some people, but right. uh, people find a way.
0: <laughs> that's true. Well, okay, so I love that. Know your numbers. That's a, that's a good way to start to uh, know your heart health, your cholesterol, your blood pressure, and um, all those things. So, Dr. Trivedi, thank you so much for joining us and reminding us about all those things. It's so great. In February, we talk about this stuff, but it really should be kind of part of our daily um, routine.
1: No, it's, it's my pleasure. I'm glad to be here. And just one, one other quick thing, you know, during COVID, people have been very scared to go to the hospital. They They, they think they're going to exposed to COVID there and they have symptoms like the ones we talked about earlier and they try to convince themselves that it's not your heart that it's something else because you're too scared to go to the emergency room please don't do that Um, we see too many people coming in you know a week after a heart attack when damage is done our ability to help at that point really goes down a lot if, if if you come in too late if you come in early you know we can nip things in the bud we can intervene quickly and really prevent any damage um, but if you come in and, you know, a week after the event, you have a lot fewer options. So please don't ignore symptoms. Don't be scared of COVID. Uh, get the care that you need. If you're worried, if you're having symptoms that you find worrisome.
0: That's a really important, um, PSA there. Cause I haven't heard that from, from a doctor before. So thank you for that little piece of information.
1: It's my pleasure.
0: Dr. Trivedi from Nova Health. Thanks for being a part of the show today.
1: All right. Thank you so much.